everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we and a guest go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist. Get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today on the show, we've got Paul Welsh. You know him from UCB LA Herald Team Cooper and my team, Sticks Martin. It's going to be the best, so hold tight for that. First, I want to thank the new Improv Obsession hero, Jeremy Trout. Jeremy kicked in a few bucks to keep the show online and available for everybody, and he is an Improv Obsession hero. He also got the gold editions of the Matt Walsh and Ian Roberts episodes uh, that every Improv Obsession hero gets. If you you want to kick in a little money feel free just a bit come on don't go crazy uh improvobsession.com there's a little link on the sidebar you can do it with paypal uh there you can also follow the blog uh where i post episodes class notes and generally good improv related stuff um also i am still doing that review drive if i get 100 reviews i'll post the ian roberts and matt walsh episodes online uh or 100 for ian roberts 200 for matt walsh uh and thank you to the newest reviewers douglas dogson bone pirate music who asked where Where's Toonie at? Um, you know what? I got bad news. I think it's going to be a little bit, a little bit of time. I'm sorry. I don't know. You, you tell, you tell Dave Toonie that he should be on the show. Uh, Chris Corbin also reviewed the show. Thank you. And Chris Sass, S-A-S-S. I think that's, I don't know. It's all caps. So I wasn't sure if that stands for something or it's Chris Sass. Anyway, uh, thank you all for reviewing the show. We're a little bit closer to those Matt Walsh and Ian Roberts episodes, but right now we're real close to the Paul Welsh episode because it's happening right now. Listen. It's the Improv Session I wish I was drunk. <laughs> do, do you want? We have alcohol. We can we can we can make this day turn real weird <laughs> no. real quick. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pearlstein. Today, special guest, Paul Welsh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you thank you for matching my energy. <laughs> Typical improv. And no problem. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know Paul Wells from his UCB LA Herald team, Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he was at Monstro, Grandma's Ashes in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, both those teams. Both those teams were Herald teams. Uh, there's also fucking Paul Welsh goes to a tech conference and uh, a, what, a series of family portraits, I believe. Is oh yeah, the show that I did in New York was called. Um, Men in Paintings. Men in Paintings, something yeah. like that. A night okay. at the Crisp Family Hall of Portraits. Or a day. I don't even actually remember the title. It's important, yeah. That, well, <laughs> there's family portraits and men in paintings. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. And, uh, and, yeah, you've probably seen Paul around any teams. We're on a team called Six Martin. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't know. Anything else? Anything else we should tell people where they might know you from? I don't know. No. Okay. Rather random shit, but, you know. Other random shit. I saw you in a commercial for some, like, taco joint at one point. Mm-hmm. I've done only beer and taco commercials. Sweet, dude. Mm-hmm. So. You got you heard the beer and tacos. Yeah, I, I did a Heineken commercial that only ran in Germany. A Hanukkah? Ha- a Heineken. Okay. Mm-hmm. I genuinely thought you said, like, <laughs> Hanukkah commercial. No, like, no. hey, guys, <laughs> we're going to really push Hanukkah this year, so we're going to get the non jewish looking yeah. guy <laughs> to, like, do a commercial. No. Ha- Heineken, which to me is weird because it only ran in Germany, but they hired uh, me. Do you speak German? I don't. Did you? So it was an English ad, and you were just like... Mm-hmm. Right. And there was this dude who came to UCB with, like, his girlfriend, and he came up to me after a show and was like, hey, man, you are great. And I thought, like, the, I was standing with another guy who was on my team, and he was yeah. like, I think you're about to get proposition to have a threesome. Yeah. Because it was weird. They were weird. Not older, but they were, like, not your typical UCB crowd. Sure. Um, and then he was like, we're shooting this commercial. Like, uh, will you come to this weird farm? <laughs> <laughs> will you come to this weird farmhouse uh, and shoot it on this day or whatever? It's for this, like, Heineken tie-in with this barbecue thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it turned out to be totally legit. But in <laughs> retrospect, it could have been anything. That sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't know me from that. <laughs> yeah, all the Unless German, you're German. Yeah, there are there are a few people in Europe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, that uh, that makes me laugh. 
you uh, do you have to deal with people propositioning you for three ways? <laughs> no, okay. absolutely not. All right. Uh, we talked about this at one point, but you are probably one of the most handsome men at UCB. Oh, uh, that's very nice. Which is, uh, which I, I, I told you because everybody comes up to me and asks about you uh, <laughs> very regularly after like shows, like friend, cl- either like close friends or people who I've talked to like twice. They're like, uh, what's that, what's Paul, like single? Like, what's <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, all right. That's very nice. Yeah. I actually am completely blind to all of that. Cool, man. Um, and have always been. Well, good news. <laughs> a lot of a lot of women find you attractive. Well, I, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great. Um, all right, so Paul, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll that makes we'll me very put, happy. Actually. Put your dashing good looks aside for a moment. Great. Uh, we, we're going to come back to it. We're going to circle around. Oh, good, because I'm uh, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. Uh, pheromones. Uh, um, so I want to let's uh, real quick because I, I don't know how this happened for you. Uh, let's talk about getting into comedy and improv. What was that all about? Because I know. Uh, you're a Connecticut guy. You're apparently a smart guy. You started apparently started used to be in 2008. But like, how'd you get into comedy? Like, where where'd that come from? I um, had always wanted to do comedy, and basically made a choice after college. I never did comedy like in high school or college. Like, I'm not one of these people who's been doing improv since they were 14. Right. Um, but I always really loved comedy, but never thought it was like a job that you could have. So I, when I went to college, I studied and I liked school and I worked really hard and I eventually. I figured I'd go to law school um, and was always sort of my goal. And then I worked at a law firm for my first year and a half out of college uh, when I graduated. And it was like a wonderful experience, but also crushingly brutal in terms of the amount of time that you spend. And also, I think like at that age, you think you have like a very idealistic view of what practicing law will be like <laughs> yeah. and I think it's largely but like my parents aren't lawyers and um, so I didn't have any like real first hand knowledge of other than some sort of like tangentially related people on my mom's side of the family who um, ran their own firms but and I didn't really know what it would be like. I yeah. just knew from, like, pop culture what it was supposed to be like. Pop culture makes being a lawyer seem pretty cool. The coolest, but not even just TV. I'm, like, talking, like, Clarence Darrow shit where people are, like, looking out for other people and, like, yeah. using their brain to manipulate language in a way that helps people and changes the world. And I just really was so attracted to that idea oh, no. and up to like government and law and all this. That. And then it turns out it, should, it was it's not fun at all. But anyway, work. at the it's same time, I, I had, to, I was, had always wanted to do comedy and I was like, fuck it. Like I should do it now while I'm doing this thing that I thought I would love. But it turns out is a little bit tough. And I wasn't convinced that, that it was going to be like a, a game changer for me, yeah. but I had always loved SNL and, uh, did impressions forever of like people that I worked with and they were always like a big hit in the office and like in college like I did like characters uh when I would get drunk and people would go crazy um (laughs) and but I never thought it was like something that I could do but I knew that that was a thing that they did at UCB and so I started taking classes at UCB um Actually, I think in 2007. All right. Well, you need to update your bio on the website. Well, the bio is when I started performing uh, because I performed on stage, on the UCB stage before I got on a Herald team. I was in another show. Okay. That got me on the performing page. So that's like my official start, I think. Wow. Fast track, man. It didn't feel like it. I got to tell you, <laughs> but um, but that's how but that's how it all started. It didn't and then feel like, I, mean, I wish I could all see Paul just like turn and like 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 open up and like almost dramatically reveal that to me. It just goes like it didn't feel like it. Like it, it was my my one year of learning was so hard. It felt Fucking like asshole. maybe a year and a half. I don't even remember actually officially when I started classes, but oh my could god, two thousand six. Um, but it, um. I think it was 2007, but either way, I at that time was working and uh, go and doing UCB stuff, and I was so happy, and the people that I was working with at UCB were so happy, yeah. and I was just like, "This is the fucking best thing ever!" Like these people are fucking so smart, so funny, so weird, and I felt like I was like, "This is it! This I got to do this!" And at the same time, I was like killing myself applying to law schools, <laughs> and ended up depositing to go it, during my 201 class with Joe Wengert. Um, he was my 201 too. It was the worst class. <laughs> you really? It was, I was excruciating. Uh, but because, <laughs> wait, it's, because wait, wait. it's a hard class, oh, but okay. also because like at that time, like I think in the beginning in 101, you're like, oh, I'm good, I can do this. Yeah. And then in 201, I would literally anymore. step out and be like, 
have no idea. My That's responses funny. were all literally always the same. I don't remember what they were, but I remember Wangert being like, uh, you got to stop just saying that one thing after you get an education. Because <laughs> they would always get a laugh, but I don't remember what it was. It was so, probably some sort of non-committal thing. Yeah. But so, yeah. So then That's I funny. ended up depositing on schools and didn't. I was like, let me give this a year, which I think is like a crazy thing that people always say in the beginning. Because you think like, oh, it'll only take, like if it doesn't work in a year. Well, and I don't even know what that means. You, dick. Uh, no, but I didn't, <laughs> certainly don't, didn't make my living off. You know, I was like, oh, I'll be yeah. working in a year or whatever. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but so I deferred for a year. And then at the end of the year, I was just like still taking classes and loving it and like looking back on sort of the different choices that were available to me at that time, which were these two different things and thinking like, okay, I think I want this comedy one instead. I think that's better. I think I'm going to do that. That's super cool. Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean that's cool. I I uh uh I like that because what well, yeah, one it's like a little bit like I'm going to do this thing that I like uh uh but two like the the thing that I enjoy about especially like getting into UCB uh and like really actually really like just going to indie shows and stuff when I f- f- figured out that was a quick uh, thing. Um I was like, "Oh, cool. Everybody here that I'm hanging out with is like so happy and enjoys doing this and like the people who are further along really enjoy doing it." And like, "Oh, that's cool. Like it's fun here. I can hang out and have fun and doing this thing that I like anyway." Like Wait, going from there, like it, just being immersed in those two environments because I was really immersed in the other environment all yeah. the time. We worked like hundred hour weeks and yeah. lived in a hotel across the street from the office and like crazy shit. And the upside is they're supposed to help you get into school, which they sure. totally do. Um, but then the, and these people were so unhappy. There was one guy who was like, you got to do something else. Like if you fucking, he's like, I have a fucking kid and a wife who has a taste for Tiffany's and a fucking, <laughs> like, and like my parent, like I had no choice. He was like a professional soccer player. Um, mm-hmm. and he, so he came to it late and he was like, if you could do anything else, do it. Wow. He was like, if I could still fucking play soccer, I would play soccer. But like, you know, you're he's a dude in his thirties. He's like, your body just fucking breaks down. And it's not an option to me anymore. So I needed to do something else. Um, and he was like, if you can find something else that you can sustain, just do it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's good that's, advice. That's like from a guy who's like, from the outside perspective, you're like, oh, that person is fucking successful and like should be like happy with his life. Yeah. And he wasn't. And there was lots of people like that. And then at UCB, there was, I was, took classes with Chris Gether at the, the time. And he was just like so fucking um, bananas for improv. Just loved it so much. And I was like, this is crazy. This guy's been doing this for so long. Yeah. Or I don't even know how long he'd been doing it at that time. But I was like, if this is the sort of like infectious nature of this art form, then I need to be involved. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. Uh, when I was, uh, a, I do film stuff uh, a lot, like uh, production, post-production, whatever. Uh, and, and when I was right out of college, I was doing a lot of freelance work and me and my buddy, we were talking to this old grip guy who like, you know, he was like in charge of setting up all the lights and whatever, you know, scripts. Uh, and it was, uh, but like he had a good job and like we, and we kind of like my friend Vernon and I basically talked to him about like, how do you get it? How do we do it? Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that guy gave the exact, like, you don't get it. You don't want to do this. Like it sucks. It's so hard. And like. It's, you know, your body just, you <laughs> ache and like you're constantly <laughs> looking for this thing and like there's sons of bitches and you're, you're, you're answering to like a billion people. He just hated it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was like, cool. Like I shouldn't get, do a production. Cause yeah, like at the end of the day, like those, you just, you're in pain cause you've been standing up all day. Uh, and I, I was like, cool. I, I, I'm going to, I think he's right. I'm going to not do that. And then my friend Vernon like defiantly was like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to be the you, this guy <laughs> who's like admitting how much he hates what he does. He's like, I'm gonna go for it. But at the same like, time, the yeah. But at the same time, like you'd probably be able to find another guy who's like, being a grip is the best. Like I yeah. get to hang out every day with these dudes and like uh, run lights or whatever. Like I, it's the same thing for for what I was doing. There would yeah. probably be plenty of people who'd be like, this is the best. Like I love this career and this life, and and that's awesome. But it just Good turned man. out that it wasn't exactly uh, my point of view. It wasn't serving my point of view on how what I wanted my life to be like. Yeah. Okay, so you go into classes at UCB. Um, uh, I have I have trouble believing that you weren't instantly funny. Uh, <laughs> what like uh, like what were you like in those early classes? Like what were you like struggling with? Do you remember anything that you were like, oh, this is the thing that I gotta be? Yeah, yeah, always. Um, 
I'm I am personally and, and I'm not anymore comedically like painfully shy. Um, and so in those early days, I think it's weird because you enter those classes with this with this sense of hubris of like, I can do this. Like, I'm fucking funny. You wouldn't pay $350 to have someone tell you yeah. what to do unless you thought you were fucking funny yeah. or that you, there was a capability that you could be. I think there's probably very people who start with true humility, um, which I think is what gets introduced. Like, as you go through the program, yeah. you, you are like, oh, I don't know shit. Like, even now, <laughs> That's like, a, I don't know anything. Like, 201. Yeah. Like said, that as soon as you start really mm-hmm. start applying that game stuff, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't it, know my, anything. My funny office antics are not working anymore. <laughs> at all. Or, like, voices or whatever. Yeah. I, did, like, I was like, oh, so, like, character heavy, I think. But, yeah, I always struck my hardest thing was, I think, like, just getting off the back line um, from the very beginning. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know in the early classes what else I really struggled with. I think definitely understanding game at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Those are the notes that I got and being able to um, like share like Anthony King was like, you are really good. And I don't think sometimes you're aware of how important you are to a scene. Um, in like a non-selfish way, but like you can't always be the interesting thing on stage and like finding a way to, um, make other people shine. Um, and it's going to be a challenge for you because of their, whatever weird thing is going on with you. And I was like, fair enough. He said, you're too, he said, you're too good. Stop being so good all the time. <laughs> no, but Let just other like people too... be good. This is a typical, this is exactly what I expect. These are the struggles of Paul Wells. This is exactly what <laughs> no. I got. I got on it. I got to perform at UCB in less than a year. And God, it was so <laughs> That's hard. That's not true. Oh, you It's not true. Well, that other thing, I, we really created that other opportunity for ourselves. They weren't clamoring for me, I can assure you. Um, and I was very much in that show, like the low man on the totem pole. Everyone else in that show was like on a Herald team and was like, Really what was, what was that awesome. show? It was an improvised soap opera called As a Diamond Burns that the, um, Anna Rubinova put oh, yeah. together. And um, she... From I, left-handed from radio. From left-handed radio, that's right. And she knew um, all these people, and I had just been in classes with her, but she like pulled in all these like awesome performers. So yeah. I was very much like outclassed. But that's how I got... That was like my first show at UCB. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think those were the main notes. The really the shyness thing, I think, was the huge thing in the beginning. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I could see you potentially having shy tendencies in your performance, but it's very—it's not a thing that like cripples you. It doesn't. You know? I like—I enjoy patience. I don't necessarily know that I—that <laughs> I've always effectively dispatched it, but I do enjoy like a patient, slow scene. Like I'll wait for a long time to give an initiation. I like to watch. But my thing is, I love the people I play with, all of them. Yeah. And so I love. I feel like one of my weaknesses is I watch and enjoy a lot. Yeah. Um, when I should be like on the front of my feet, like ready to get out there, which I I, I make a conscious effort to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, though we did that we did that show last Thursday. Uh, nobody needs to know how to seen this, but yeah, we, we we had a crazy scene going on for a while about uh, Johnny because we didn't know how poop works, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like there's so much going on, and it was very it was very funny. But I just like turned to you and I was like, he hasn't really said anything, and I just kind of like I was like, I'm gonna just put the attention on Paul yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> and then you came out with this killer line that got a huge laugh from our like four person audience. Like, <laughs> they were super supportive. Though. That, was a, that was a supportive four person yeah, audience. Every, yeah, everybody else laughed. Fuck those guys. But uh, but those four people were cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's really like almost signature in a way is like you'll you'll be hanging out just like waiting like waiting you're like okay i'm gonna let this happen and then and then the, the focus will come to you and you'll just like smash a line you're like oh great <laughs> uh, we should have been paying attention to paul the whole time no i don't think no that would be terrible but, uh, and that would lead to lots of too complicated uh, of a scene but i think like a lot of times like even in that scene i remember like just trying to be the people that you're supposed to be in that scene instead of like acting and like telegraphing it or whatever like just like quietly existing as a student in that class yeah and like reacting quietly and like like a student would you know what i mean yeah i think to me that's like there's so much value in that and yeah. there's audiences that appreciate that i think just like your like dedication to like who are you supposed to be yeah and not being like i'm a wacky not that that's what everyone else does no, but everybody else does the wacky thing for sure <laughs> uh, i think there's like i love silence uh on stage yeah the i'm trying to think too what was the 
No, I can't remember. We did that one, the cage match, the theater, the, the like theater scene, like we're going to practice kissing or whatever. Do you remember that? Like it was like we're, we're going to do Romeo and Juliet. We're going to practice oh, the yeah, kissing, yeah. and everybody, even that. Like I think if I remember correctly, everybody else like deliver like I'm this guy I'm this guy like was like very quick to do it and then yeah. like you really like let it like naturally come to you I feel like and mm-hmm. then you delivered your you're this guy and it was very funny too but like <laughs> I think and that's one of those things that like um I, I don't have a I'm not gonna articulate this well but I, I do think that there's this thing in improv that is a hundred percent like it it's very important that the two people that two people come together for a joke to work mm-hmm. so like uh if uh, if announce announcing you're this funny character is not as funny as somebody go like say, like like all right like what are you doing here I'm right. this funny character is like that is a hundred times funnier than like announcing the funny character alone yeah. like interjecting because it's selfish like I think and then that's the thing that like talking about things that I struggled with early on I was like oh I have a good idea this is how I'm gonna do it yeah um, and it's like no one wants to fucking see that like no one <laughs> wants to fucking see you shoehorn you're like garbage fucking idea that you came up with in your car like well in New York on the subway or whatever uh, into a scene it just it always reads false and I had really good early teachers who would call it out to be like I feel like you had that idea on the back line and you didn't get that idea from that initiation so do another scene and that's <laughs> fucked like that's fucked like don't do that wow that's hardcore that's Chris Gether he was like very that big on like, like be Gether. like honest with your reactions and that's all was Enormously helpful. To Does me. it? I think I thought I heard an interview with Gethard or so read one at some point where he's like he just hates people who do like big characters and shit like that, and he just tries to destroy them in class. <laughs> like he literally said, like I just destroy people. I'm like holy fuck. Like he's, said, he's definitely tough. Yeah. Um, but he's fair and and you know he knows everything. I mean he's so good. Um, <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> uh, but he like all about. I was very very lucky to have teachers. My first teacher was Zach Woods, and then I had Wingert. And then I had Gethert, and then I had Anthony, Shannon, and Billy. And they're all just, like, the fucking best. And yeah. they love what they do and are different. Like, you take different things from each of them. Yeah. And I was just so lucky to have all of them, like, in a row. I never had a dud. I don't know if anyone ever has or if anyone would ever say they yeah, did. But, no. like, every teacher I had was a fucking slam dunk, and I wanted to take them again. I think I almost took all of those people twice. Yeah. Except for uh, Zach and Joe, because they mostly taught the, like, lower levels when yeah. I was taking Huh. That's interesting. I love it. Um, okay. So so you're doing this uh, improvised uh, uh, soap opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I really do think, and I very quickly attempted to research you. I was running late today. Okay. But I, I, it did, I, it sounded like you were involved in the creation of that. Is that insane? Yeah, we did. Like, um, it was Anna's idea, and she put together the cast. And it was like, so a lot, uh, there are people uh, who are in it who are out here. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Vermeulen was in it, and Mike still... I'm sure I'm going to forget people, but uh, I think they might be the only other ones that are out here. But it was an amazing big cast, and we basically workshopped it with this guy um, and learned the sort of genre of soap operas. And then we did, like, we improvised it as characters, so we created this whole town. And then we were essentially, like, one main character through the entire thing, and then we would have, like, swing characters that we would do, or whatever the scene needed you could come in as. But a lot of times it was, like, adopting a posture or, or adopting a vocal choice, and we would know, okay, this person person is like tango mcknight or whatever and so now we're playing in that world in his house or whatever right um so yeah we worked on it for like six months and then spanked it and then it ran for like ugh, maybe too long uh it <sighs> ran for a long time that's really cool um okay so uh so you're doing that obviously that's helping you get better i mean did you learn how, any anything that you pulled from doing that like you're like oh this is like an important thing any any that's just okay. being it's confident, okay, like playing with people that are better than you, is the fucking best thing that you can ever do. I think. That's like, why I'm on Six Martin. <laughs> oh yeah, no, all, you're all home runs all day. I mean, I, 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 I feel great that team. way too. You know, like I think you play with people who are better than you, yeah. and you. It's like tennis. Like you just you just get better. It makes you better. And yeah. I think on that team, especially just being in their company, I was like, holy shit! Like these are people who I would fucking kill to be on teams with. Yeah. Even when I was on a team with them, you know what I mean? Like just not realizing, <laughs> I I like, do, like yeah, like not. Um, yeah. Like, you're in it, dude. Like you're doing it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, I think that's probably what I took it. Just confidence. Nice. I love it. Um, all right. So then, uh, then let's talk about uh, the path to doing a Herald team. Then. So like, what was uh, what was that like? You. It sounds like you got on in like a three days. No, uh, it took me. I think it took two or three years. And 
uh, I think three. Yeah. He really means three months. Um, no, it took a while <laughs> because I felt, and it was, it's going back to that Anthony note of, he was like, you need to like, f- like figure out how to control y- yourself on stage. Like con- be, be able to control a scene that exists outside of just you. Yeah. Um, which I think was, is a, a challenge and you know, you have to learn what you do before you can figure out how to not do it <laughs> or to control it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I got on in 2010. Well, how do you do that? How do you figure out what you do? I, I honestly, I took 16 classes. I do <laughs> classes all the fucking time. Yeah. I, and I just like, and I, oh, I always felt like I was doing good work and people liked me, but I was like, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I have to take another class. I have to study with someone else. I have to get another perspective on this. And luckily during the writer strike, there were a bunch of awesome people who did like four week workshops because yeah. they weren't working. Um, people who wrote for like Colbert and so mostly Chicago people, I think. Um, and that was super helpful to get like another point of view on improv. And, uh, yeah, so it took three years. I just constantly worked, I guess. Yeah. And I loved it, Yeah, you know? So, um, I think it's just being more comfortable and knowing when to like hang back. Yeah. So yeah, in 2010, and I, cause I think I auditioned, I got it cause in New York they do auditions more frequently than here. And so I think it was like my fifth audition. Yeah. Um, which by that point, most of my friends were on teams yeah. or most of the people that I was on like indie groups <clears throat> and stuff with, like the, the really good ones who were really serious about it had already been picked off onto teams. And it was yeah. like every time I was like, Oh man, like it's just never gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen for me. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's maybe that's okay. Like maybe I just like I'm a person that people dig, and I'm, I'm not on team, and I sure. do my own thing. And then it, it happened, and I got on a team with all of these people who were like the same. Like we'd been around, our friends were on teams, and it was like eight people who was like, yeah, of course, like great. These yeah. people are on teams, like they're fucking great. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, and which one was that? Monstro. Monstro. That was, was my first. first team. I love yeah. it. Uh, and then, okay, so let's, uh, a little bit about, like, your your run as Monstro. How, what was that? I mean, was it? You... <laughs> it was, it was really hard. It was the fucking best. Like, sure. I will tell you one thing, like, Please being. Tell me one thing. I'll tell you just one thing. <laughs> and then we'll stop that. And then recording. we'll stop. Just turn this fucker off. Um, but I, it was the best. Like, it honestly, like. I would go to Harold Knight and watch my friends, and I don't. I guess we do it here with outro songs, but I would watch my friends like bow after their heralds and hear them like play their outro songs and just be like, "That's the coolest fucking thing in the whole world." Yeah. Like those guys are like, I was so proud of them. I was so happy. So getting to do it, even though it was a hard experience, I was always like. Holy shit. Like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, we get to fucking... I mean, sometimes we didn't want to bow. But, you know, like, we get to fucking do this. And then... I don't know. When you finish a show, like a Harold show, it's just... Especially in those early days, it was like, this is fucking magical. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. And then the reality sets in of, like, this is hard work. It's a whole other game now. Right. Um, It's a different beast than just doing regular shows and just doing regular improv. Um, So it becomes hard. And we really struggled to do good shows we tried really really hard (laughs) and we got along like gangbusters we were fucking in love with each other we made each other mixtapes we went on vacation together i mean we went bananas and we got drunk together all the time um but we would rehearse twice a week we would see a show together once a week and then we would hang out once a week most weeks and that was like all of us then the rest of us you know in our composite parts would spend time together as well and uh, for some reason, we just couldn't make it work on stage. It just never quite stacked up. We weren't terrible, but it always felt like it was tough. And we performed a lot at the very end of Harold Night in New York. It, I, I don't think it runs like this now, but uh, the sl- there's like one to five slots. Mm-hmm. And the sort of like worst teams go in the first or the last slot. Oh, really? That's interesting. Or the teams that are like having a sure. harder time. Yeah, so yeah. the best team at the time would go fourth. And then not everyone would leave, but the theater would certainly have like a picked over feeling by the time you yeah. came up on the fifth slot. And we performed a lot in that slot. Yeah. I went to New York in whatever year. Must, was it 2011? 2000, was it, it, must, it must have been 2011, uh, right when they were in New Herald teams. And I was like, wait, they do just five 
shows yeah. in like one night. I was like, that's weird. I think they ended and up I, breaking it up. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I remember it going. I remember it getting very, very filled at one point. Like people were standing mm. everywhere, and then like it kind of dropped off. I was like, oh, that's interesting. What's okay? Yeah, because the anchor team at the time was the fourth team. Yeah, I also came in the year after, the year before. There were ten teams. I think, like, in an effort to get tons of yeah. people onto Harold Knight, and it ended up with this huge bloodletting the year that I got on. Yeah. So a lot of my friends who I was talking about earlier who had gotten on teams, by no fault of their own, yeah. found themselves sort of without teams Oof. when I got on. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it never really clicked on stage. I mean, do you... Not, I shouldn't say to, that. We had great shows, and we I, had so sure. much fun. But there, I know, but I know what you but mean. We, it's we like, struggled it's very, thing. obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm not. I'm not say you're not. I don't think you're throwing anybody under the bus or a team under the bus by doing this. But do you have a thing that like like oh we just couldn't really do second yeah. beats or like we just were all excited like where where we stick where you guys stick smart and you just all wanted to talk at the same time was <laughs> no, that your problem? But I love having that problem. It's the um, best. <laughs> I think that level of excitement is the best. But. Um, <laughs> Because it, it's that like sense of discovery, like we can all do this together and get so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think our problem, insofar as one could be easily identified, was that it's just fucking hard <laughs> to do a good Harold. And we had all waited so long and it was so fucking important to us that I think we were scared. And it was... We didn't listen as well as we could to one another because I think we were like, no, 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 I can make this work. You can make, th-. and we. Were, I think everyone on the yeah. team was like, no, 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 we can, we can do this. We, we can get this back. Like we can, yeah, we can put the show back on the tracks. Like we can move out of the fist lot. We can do all this great stuff because we love each other and we're good. And everyone on this team is fucking talented and smart. Yeah, and we want it. And it was so fucking. I think we treated it as, with such like precious kid gloves that we ended up destroying it. Yeah. Um, not fully destroying it. I feel like I'm being unfair. No, but, no, I know. Um, that we ended up not being as good as we could have been because we were too scared to have that thing taken away. Yeah. Because we were all, you know, sort of like, I feel like perennially also rams in the sort of like Herald Derby. Also ran? But also ran. Like, oh, gotcha. gotcha. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, okay, maybe next time. Kind of thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Tar- God. Um, <laughs> fucking East Coast guy. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Um, interesting. Very interesting. I love it. Uh, yeah, because there, there is a huge thing that improv, I think, to me, is all about uh, fear and, like, a lot of that, just fighting that off. Like, I was talking to Dave just the other day, uh, and I was like... Dave Christensen, uh, been on the podcast, a member of Six Martin, great guy. Uh, and, uh, At The Hobbit on Twitter. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think it sounds about right. There's um, numbers, I think. There's numbers, but just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm plugging Dave's Twitter. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for doing that. He, he appreciates he not appreciate getting it. any followers because you couldn't say the name. Right? <laughs> You're welcome, At The Hobbit. <laughs> but <laughs> a bunch of people are going to follow the Peter Jackson film. Uh, but, but like I was saying to Dave, like I think... Um, Six Martins is like uh, you know if we're talking about like our, our own team and our star and experience like we're a good team and then uh, you Dave and uh, Johnny Sportsman all got on Harold teams and I, I remember like noticing specifically in you three like a confidence jump happen in all of you mm-hmm. and just like like almost like a level jump like if if there's like all these levels that everybody's at in their improv mm-hmm. everybody everybody just like decided to jump up one level kind of because of that like validation you know whatever and yeah. then we had I think we had the same thing when we won cage match a couple weeks ago like I, we did a show after that. And I was like, holy shit, when did we get this good? Like, and yeah. it, you know, we had that, like, attitude about it. It's like, oh, we're good. Now Now we've been approved as being good. We don't have to be afraid or, like, prove it anymore. Like, we're just going to be good because we are. Yeah. And it, I think that's, like, a huge thing. But, like, the, I guess the, the opposite of that is, like, oh, we really want this thing. We finally got this thing. We really need to make it work. You can kind of kill it a little just by, like, I, I love it. <laughs> Please do Yeah, you smother it. I think yeah. that happens with New Herald teams. I, I do. I think yeah. that, like, Randall, like, we got formed at the same time as two other teams. And the team that looked like the bit, like the Frankenstein team where people were like, oh, I don't know about those guys, yeah. um, ended up being like legendarily good yeah and the teams that had the good the like quote unquote people who were like oh I'm so excited about this team it like the look stacked yeah we were both like okay but never quite yeah rose to the level of the other guys yeah that's interesting yeah cause I feel like I feel like I have a you know 
well, a bias against seeing teams that are like, yeah, the Frankenstein. Because I'm like, oh, the key could have some problems there. Yeah. Could be some problems. And like, what do yeah. I fucking know? I've, I've been doing improv for less than three years. I'm full of matter. shit. No, but I've seen, no you know, one knows anything. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, you know, I think we, I, I think there's like that bias against it because yeah, there's you can potentially instead of you can bring in the egos or bring in the I don't care enough to like yeah. suck. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting, guys. It's 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 possible to suck on Harold Knight. That's <laughs> well, the, it's very possible. That's that's the thesis of this conversation. If I it's guess your first team, yeah. yeah. And if you're lucky enough to get another like bite at the apple, then awesome. But you know, sometimes then you get to move on to other things, and then it feels like a whole different ball game. Yeah, like moving on to a second team felt like I was like, oh, this is a different situation altogether. Yeah. So uh, Grandma's Ashes, what happened? Uh, so Monstro was broken up. So we got broken up. How um, long did you guys go? <laughs> like three days. What was that? <laughs> It was like I think it was eight months or ten months. It wasn't. It wasn't a full year. Yeah. Um, and we got broken up. Um, and it, like, uh, I got moved. We got split up because again we were so close, and we got split up four, three, and one. <laughs> so four of the people went to one team, three of the people went to another team, and I went to another team entirely. Oh no! <laughs> by myself, which felt, I felt. I felt like I had like survivor's guilt or something because I got moved to this team that was like great and they were all people that I was terrified to play with because they were again like veterans who like half yeah. of them had just been on Bastion which was the longest running out team in New York and they were like amazing and all this other stuff and it was like this good veteran team Yeah, and so I did feel really bad <laughs> because I wanted to be on a good team but I also wanted yeah. to go down with the shit like sure. I wanted to be with my friends did you want to sing that that chorus I will go down with this shit <laughs> that's not even what I was thinking of I was I had a pirates in my head right, oh. but yeah so I moved on to that team and it was like uh, it was weird but it was the, the best like yeah because it was so much lower like nothing mattered except for doing shows like in the first day we picked our knee, our name we picked our opening we took our picture we found a coach and we did one on, and we picked our opening song <laughs> It took Monstro, I can't even, I couldn't even put a number on it, but it took us forever to do a eight-month run. And we got into a really big fight over our intro song. Like, one person wanted this song, but it was like, the intro song of a per this is not going to be interesting to anyone. It's very interesting. You're not understanding like this crap. The, the, the intro song to another team at another theater who had been around for a long time, yeah. and we were all like, this song is kick-ass. Like, this is a song that like we entered to. This is like swagger and fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and there's one guy on our team who's like, no, it's disrespectful respectful to this other team we were like fuck you dude like that's what they're they're not even at the same theater like it doesn't matter it, it makes no difference and we were just so fucking passionate about everything and this when i got on grandma's ashes it was like great we were done literally in three hours we did two hour practice we went down the street to like a furrier we were like can we wear a bunch of fur coats in your store and take a picture and they were like sure that was our picture and we were done sure completely done and it was great Oh, it was amazing. Nice. But I was like, when are we going to hang out? And they were all kind of like, yeah, uh, let's do rehearsal on Tuesday before we do Herald Night uh, so we can make this like kind of like a one-day commitment. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, when? <laughs> when is dinner? And like, where are the mixtapes? But it was a different vibe, totally. <laughs> when is dinner? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's like, my favorite thing. But they were all, they'd all been, like, yeah. there was one person on the team who had been on Harold Knight seven years, eight years. Yeah. Like, they'd been on for a long enough time that they were just like, oh, teams come and go. But, like, let's do good work. It's not that they didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was very much about, like, doing good shows and, like, not being intimidated. Sure. I think I'm personally struggling with a similar thing on our indie team. And, like, like just like, oh, wait, like, wh why aren't we having dinner? Uh, I feel like I want that, too. And that's a, it's a different, you know. It's yeah, like, I, the only thing I ever wanted to do. I always want to hang out. <laughs> Just want to hang out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, well, it helps. It helps, like, enormously. Uh, I think Dickie and I are going to get addicted to alcohol and always drink here after work, so please I'm join us. Because, um, <laughs> again, we, we did a lot of that in preparation. Um, okay. So, let's see. What else? Uh, so, yeah. So, Grandma's Ashes. And then how, how long did that stick around? Cause did they became a weekend team, like, uh, maybe two months after I moved. Right, yeah. That was right after you left. They became, yeah. became a weekend team. Okay. We became really good. We had an amazing... I'm, like, giving all this credit to all these... But, like, uh, we had a really super amazing coach who... We had a couple was, of personnel changes, and then we just gelled into this nice fucking unit. And we had Jordan Klepper, who was a guy who came from Chicago... And I think it was that element of, like, being exposed to a different type of 
he just had exercises that we hadn't done. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like at some point you're like, oh, I've done this. I've done, like, there's not that same. And it allowed us again to enter into that world of like, oh, we're discovering this for the first time all over again. Like there are things that we can do. Like he would make us like, this sounds so creepy, but he would make us like touch each other's faces Um, or like use like your body or like use just your voice in a way to like start a scene. And it was, he made us literally do trust falls, which I was like, this has got to be a fucking joke. Like I am a like we are grown people like and we were literally in some fucking studio on 14th street like picking each other up and carrying each other uh around the room and i don't know if it helped or it hurt but it sure did put us into a different place and all of a sudden we got great and then i left and another member left and then they subbed in two new people and when they did the next round of herald uh auditions they got moved to the weekend um as well they should be because a lot of those guys were like long overdue to yeah. graduate from here I'm like, mm, for sure amazing interesting okay so what uh, what why why'd you come out to LA I mean what the hell I really was um, very happy in New York um, with what I was doing at the theater but wanted to do more like essentially just like wanted to work and I was auditioning for commercials and was like I had this amazing year you the did last the, you year you did the Heineken barn thing you, that's you right I reached the top I like. narrowly <laughs> avoided that threesome and then I uh, I felt like I was done um, I don't yeah I, I had this like amazing year at the theater where I felt like finally things were going really well for me um and I had like what I wanted. I had I was on a good team, and I was so happy. And it felt always like kind of like I cheated, like I did it. Yeah, and maybe that's like my you, problem. I feel like you cheated too. <laughs> but I always maybe it's a thing that I just it's I don't know what it is. But I was always like, oh, like eventually they'll find out that like there's seven good people on this team, and I'm just like a weirdo who's like masquerading as one of them. Um, <laughs> but I was on that team, and oh, then no. I had written sort of like in the run-up to the time that I got on Herald because I was so frustrated about not getting on, um, had started to write a one-person show and then did that at the same time that I was on that last team. And so I had this year where I was like, oh, this is like what I wanted to do here. Mm-hmm. And felt like I don't want to get too comfortable um, and I want to challenge myself and I also want to work. Yeah. And it didn't seem like there were a lot of jobs for me and it seemed like, um, yeah, I just wanted a new challenge. Which was uh, very scary. <laughs> yeah, brave. I mean, that sucks. Like, I don't know. I would. I could never. That that art. The idea of like moving and like that stresses me out times a million. Oh, so horrifying. I mean, yeah. not horrifying. You can say dramatic. Why not be real it, dramatic? It was not horrifying, but it it was like a fucking huge gut check to be like this. No one cares about. There's no reason anyone should know who you are outside yeah. of UCB. Yeah. And certainly not here, you know, because it's a completely distinct community and you have, you can have no expectation that it will carry over. Yeah. You can only take the skills that you've acquired and like how good you've gotten from that other place. That's the only thing that you take with you. The rest of it. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. It it expires. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So, uh... Well, you're on a Herald team now, UCBLA. That's such a downer. No, no, no. It's whatever. No, we've talked about much worse. Uh, I got much worse if we want to go down. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, talk about your mom working with the inner city youths. Um, she wishes. <laughs> so, but you did get on, a, you got on a team out here, and like, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. God, when did you join Sticks Martin? It feels like it was pretty quick to when you moved out here. Pretty, yeah, pretty quick. Out here uh, moved. But like. But it, I felt like very quickly it was like, oh, Paul Welsh, Paul Welsh. Like, you can check out Paul Welsh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I really tried when I first moved here because, honestly, you don't really have – I didn't have any other choice. Like, yeah. I really tried to do as many shows as I could and go to indie stuff and hang out. Yeah. Um, which was great. It was the best because everyone is really nice. Yeah. But it's, again, I suffered from the same thing of, like, the first couple of shows that I did, I was really, really nervous um, and a lot of the stuff that I feel like 
I could go like weird or dark really quick in scenes yeah. and I think like without a primer on like whether or not that's okay or like if this person is not re- like a true sure. danger to us like <laughs> it doesn't see it doesn't endear in quite the same way so I I was like really shy when I came but I made it a point to do as many shows as I could at yeah. least like I remember writing when I first got here like two shows a week every week and if you didn't do that then you failed yeah that's not failed, but like that you really, that's like something you should be doing. You should be in class once a week and you should be performing at least twice a week. Yeah. But because I didn't really know, not that I didn't know anyone, but I didn't have a good lay of the land. So I was like, you know, two, two a week sounds reasonable if I could scrap that together. Yeah. It worked out all right. Uh, yeah. I feel like, and then when, I, <clears throat> like, I remember you joining Sticks and like feeling like doing scenes with you and stuff and going like, Oh, okay. This guy's going to keep it on track and he's going to do like good moves so I can suck a little. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember going like, okay, make a choice that you was like harder for you. Yeah. So, like personally for me. Uh, and then like, let's see, let's try to work that out. But don't like, don't worry. Cause Paul, if I'm doing a scene with Paul, he'll kind of help me make that choice. Like I remember that we did this yeah. scene about, I think like we were British brothers who like liked i like to have sex a lot oh yeah, yeah, yeah. very long ago mm-hmm. like that was like and i was like i was like this is such apartment. a weird yes yeah, Lila's apartment and i remember like this like one that's such a weird like premise and like easy to go like shitty with it mm-hmm. and then like i'm like i don't like doing like accents because what happens inevitably i just forget <laughs> yeah. to do it like I just, you did it i did yeah, yeah but i'm like i'm like i'm just gonna do this and then like I just said my like stupid like and I was like oh god I can't believe that and you like you did your little British voice and like and and return and then you like and then you like smacked whatever like uh, my opening line was back to me and like really like made me get into it and I'm like okay cool we're doing it but this is exactly what I expected (laughs) and like I was like oh I feel like any other other people maybe would let me like lose the accent or like just be easy and do like shitty perv jokes in it and you were like nah (laughs) why wouldn't you want to have that fun you know to me that it's like no. a lot of times when you do a scene like that, it's like oh, so fucking absurd. And you're like, yeah. when else will I get to do this? This is the fucking yeah. coolest thing. Like, when else will I get to be a British dude who I think, if I'm remembering the scene correctly, one of us had a really big or small dick. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I ended up with a really small dick. Yeah. yeah. And we were just, uh, yeah, like two English dandies yeah. talking in our nice apartment. And it's like, you'll never actually get to do that. So yeah. why wouldn't you fucking just like rip and do it? It was fun. It was so much fun. But I mean, that was one of those things too. Like, uh, I think, you know, like you're saying, like perform with people who you feel like are better than you. It's like, cool. I'm going to like get, allow myself to be uncomfortable because I'm not so worried about like the scene going like, like in other teams where, you know, I felt like maybe I'm the best person on the team or one of the mm-hmm. better. You're like, okay, like I'm going to, how can I keep this on track and like, make sure to like be watching out for everybody. Be like, Oh no, no, I've got somebody watching out for <laughs> me. I can just relax. Dude. That's amazing. Cause I literally have no, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been on a team where I'm like, I'm the best. Really? I don't think so. Oh no. I've always, I think I've always played with people who I'm like, Oh, how do you do that? That's funny. That's <laughs> really crazy. interesting. Uh, yeah, I have, I have trouble believing that, but okay, good. Um, maybe Matt, Paul, maybe you need a confidence check. Like maybe. you don't, you don't think you're the best on teams. You don't know <laughs> but, how ridiculously handsome you are. I told you we're gonna loop back to that. No, no. Like, what is your problem, but man? It's not, it's not like necessarily not thinking I'm the best, but I'm like, oh, there's stuff that like I could never do. Like even now playing on the team that I play on, I'm like, oh, these people do stuff that like I can't do. Yeah. Um, may, and they, you know, everyone brings something their own little thing to the table, but yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me feel like I sound like such a dumb little kid. I'm like, cool. But <laughs> That's the best. I it love it. it. I love it. Come on. Okay, cool. that, I mean, yeah, if you're not, if you know, I think if you don't have that mentality a little bit and doing this improv thing, then like you suck. I'm just going to say that. Like you oh. should have, you should have, I think you should have a, like a joy and admiration for like people you're with and like people you do. Cause yeah, if you're not, well, what if you're not finding that on your team, you probably shouldn't remain on that team forever because yeah, that sucks yeah. to be, that sucks to be on the, cause I've been there on that team where you're like, what, come on guys. Like, why can't we do this? Like, why can't we improvise? Like, you know, it's so fucking, it's so hard. So to not like it is just like, I'm making a dumb point, but like to not like it is just like, why the fuck would you do this? Yeah. If you're like, oh, I'm going to go to a two hour rehearsal, pay someone 60 bucks so I can fucking make shit up. Yeah. Uh, and not like it does that seem like the work of a sane person you yeah. know what I mean like even on its best it seems like the work of an insane person so yeah. but I think it's so irrational to be like I don't like it yeah. and everyone gets in ruts but yeah oh I'm in, I'm in a rut uh, 
98% of the time. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels like it, because like, I feel like if you're... It's, it's sort of like... I almost feel like I'm in this weird... Or it's easy to get like almost in this weird 201 Arrested Development where you're like, cool, like... I'm str- I'm try I realize that there's more. Like it's like when when you get into two one you realize that there is more than like, oh, I just came out and made up something and I did it and it's right. But when you realize that like, oh, there's a whole world of possibilities, uh, and you see inspiring people do inspiring things and you're like when even when you're like, Oh, I think I'm good or like in my core, like I can run a game or I can straight man or I can be really kooky, whatever it is. And once you when you realize that, you're like, Oh, this is cool. But then you go like, but what improv is is infinity, and I need to inchi- achieve the infinity of it. And it like it sucks because you're just like I want to do that. Like why can't I? That's I, all I ever wanted. I saw Jacob Womack, who I'm sure you know, like do a, or, so funny. It was him and Nick, and Nick came out as a tooth. Mm-hmm. Like he played a tooth in a scene, and Jacob Womack played the guy. And I was like, this is the best scene I've ever seen because I can't like. I, and it, you know, maybe it probably wasn't, but it was really good scene. But I was like, I can't believe that I'm seeing somebody play a tooth and a guy talking to his tooth, and it's really funny and like kind of believable, and they're handling it well. I was like, this is. I've never initiated as a tooth. And like that, I remember I might, when, going into my, one of my last shows, I'm like, I'm going to play an inanimate object. I'm going to try to do that once. Oh, and I didn't yeah. fucking do it. I didn't do it. I was yeah. playing like, all these fucking, you know, smart ass dudes. It's <laughs> the coolest. Like, it, it's so like, but all, I, going back to that, like all I ever wanted was to be good, to be a good improviser and not just funny. Yeah. Because I think like, we were talking about at the beginning. It's like, you can be funny, definitely. Yeah. Um, and not be a good improviser. And I feel like that's always, for me, like a, a chip that I always have on my shoulder a little bit of why I want to be a better improviser. Because I think, like, I don't know that I've ever... There are people who learn improv and become funny. Yeah. And there are people who are, I think, like, start off funny but have to learn how to do improv. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, totally. It's a weird totally, inverse. Totally. And so I feel like right out of the gate, I, I felt like people would laugh at me. I don't know that I was funny. I don't know that I'm going to take credit for that. But I never – I always felt like when auditions would come up and I wouldn't get on a team or whatever, I'd be like, because it's not – I'm not good enough. Yeah. And so that's all, like – to be like a technically good improviser, like a proficient improviser, being, yeah, is so important. To being me. a good improviser, improviser is significantly harder than being funny because, because yes. uh, my whole life until up until improv, I was very funny. Yeah, uh, and 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 in, in in improv, I can be very funny and do poor improv. I can get huge laughs, uh, and you know, I can do solid things that will get an you know a strong reaction, an audience reaction. And it is bad improv, and yeah. and also like, and I've done and I've done it like I, I think I was talking to Dickie once. We did a I do not think you were there for that show, or maybe you were. I don't know. Whatever we did, we did like a, a pattern game, and it was going weird, and like we went off the rails on it. Somebody for, we've all forgot what the thing was. We were going for way too long. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna sell out our pattern game. I'm gonna do it in a funny way, yeah. and we're gonna just end it because if somebody has to like, and I was like, I have to kill this, and like in, in my head, I'm like, I know that I, I've been killing what we're doing, but I have to do it because it's fun. It'll and I have like it has to be done because we can't keep doing this and i have to do it in a funny way and so like we did so in that moment like we did bad improv and like who cares pattern games go wonky sometimes sure, sure. but like but i'm like so the, the the it's not hard to get out of it with like a stupid joke and just like whatever but it would have been it's hard, clearly it's harder to do to like find a way to get it back on track like if i was better there probably is a way that i could find get that pattern game right back on track but i'm like no no, no i'm just gonna sell this out and like we can move on but it is great i think that that again is just like confidence and patience of being like yeah, yeah we can get this back like we're we're on this like yeah you can see a team and i can feel it in myself when it's like oh this show this show is not going well like we got to get this back on the tracks and once you think that it doesn't work. You can't it do work. it. <laughs> it has to be the best show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what's happening in that moment has to be good. Yeah. Um, which is hard, like hard place to get to. I struggle with it all the time. Yeah. I'm being like, oh, well, this is not going well. So why should we even? Yeah. Try. I remember doing a Herald uh, in my maybe first year of improv and uh, it was going bad and I didn't do the first two beats and I did the third beat. I'm like, cool, I'll do the third beat. And I'll try to do a good one, and then I'll and then I'll initiate the first beat of this the first scene or the second beat of the first scene, mm-hmm. and like I'll get it right back on track. And my third beat, sucked, the, the the third scene sucked that I did, and then my attempt to initiate it, like everybody was confused. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, I just made this a thousand times worse because I'm trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well, I might as well just stabbed all of my teammates, and they're like, that's a hero. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> what event? Right? I like a good stabbing. I scene. like a good stabbing. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, 
Um, yeah, uh, I love it. All right, we did. We're doing pretty good on time here. You know what? Let's. Well, fuck it. Let's wind down. I was going to talk a little bit about one man shows. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to talk about on one man shows? You wrote those. They're very funny. You do. Um, what's your What's your approach to doing that? It seems like you kind of focus on a character and build out, or do you focus on a game and build a character? What's your deal? Both. It depends on the thing. Like I just had. Like the first. The first. My first show was like fucking crazy sure um this one is a little bit more for like a a broader audience i think Mm -hmm. the first one was truly the family portraits uh, ah yeah 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 it was my first attempt to do anything by myself Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i just wrote them i just they were based on people that i knew or characters that i liked and um just like did those characters at like school night or whatever like yeah. open mic character things you can do um, but I think a lot of times it comes from like a voice or a tick I also took class from Becky Drysdale like a one person show class nice. um, that helped develop that one and then whenever I moved out here um, I just wrote another one because I wanted to get on stage and it was like I moved here a couple months after they did auditions for Harold and Maude last time and so I was like alright well it's going to be a while so hopefully I can do this before hopefully I can get this yeah like this will be my project to like get back on stage and like and try to do something here yeah were you on a Harold team by the time that went up right after okay I did the spank like the week before got it um, Harold auditions yeah Okay. It was, like, very much the same time. That's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, you think uh, doing a one-person show, you think it's important? You think you learned something from it? Like, do I need to do a one-person show? Oh, I don't know if everyone needs to do one. I mean, it's weird. It's Yeah, I mean, do it. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. But it's fucking terrifying because you go out on stage, and if people don't laugh, then they don't... They, it's like you, you're like, this is funny. I think this is 35 minutes of funny. Yeah. So, and I had one show in New York where I was like, I want to fucking... I wish someone would cover with me with gasoline and set me on fire. I really do. Because I was like, I never want to go back in there. I'm a disgrace. Like, And it was just like the audience didn't dig it. it and yeah. I remember that particular audience, I was paired with another show. And I was like, oh, they must be here to see me. Mm. Because when I was watching her show, they were pretty... Because whenever I'm paired, I try to watch a little. Yeah. Just so you can be supportive and whatever. Yeah. But, and I was like, oh, uh, they're clearly here to see me because they're not laughing at her or whatever. Yeah. And then I did my show and I was like, oh, why the fuck did these people come? Yeah. They don't want Go either of us. Like they don't want anything to do with us. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. No worries. Um, uh, so that was like the, that was a really painful one. But that's like the risk that you take when you do a show like that. Of like, yeah. Even when I did this one, the first time I did this bank, I was like, uh, I don't know. Me and Amanda Sitko think this is funny, but like maybe no one else will. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I, I think it's a fun. It was a good show. Thing to do. I liked it. Um, thanks, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, like, harder on the back end, I think. Writing it is the fun part, but, like, filling the house and yeah. doing all that stuff is the hard part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter how good of a show you did if nobody's there. Yeah. Uh, cool. I love it. Um, all right. Let's uh, fuck it. Uh, classic segment of the show, Pearls of Wisdom. Uh, note of feedback or advice that you got that uh, had an impact on your improv. Something that you were like, oh, shit, I'm going to do this more. <laughs> oh. Um, think. Relax. It's okay. Uh, it could be could be something that maybe you echo to people a lot. You're like, oh, I do. I heard this once. This is a great piece of advice. Students that I'm teaching, coaching. Uh, co- oh, when I coach, yeah, um, not, not your tutoring. <laughs> uh, I said so dumb. Uh, um, uh, the, one of the one note that I got that really helped me get better was um, Anthony King, who was like. The best, the yeah, the best teacher. Uh, no, 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 they're all the best. But he's so <laughs> fucking good, um, and like honest, and understands improv in this way that I think probably maybe only an AD can. I don't know. There's like just something really. He has like a teachable style. Yeah. And I remember doing a scene in a class that with him, and it was funny and whatever, but it felt hard. And he's like, "How did that feel?" Nah, not good. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's because you can't just fucking hate something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. He was like, you need to articula- articulate an alternative. If you if you hate something in a scene, you have to want something else. Because in the scene, I was like a little kid, and I was tra- <laughs> trapped in a forest with like, I don't remember. It was like a fox with a saw. <laughs> I don't remember the scene exactly, but yeah, those yeah. are the rough contours. Yeah, so that classic enjoy that. Yeah, scene. Yeah. Kid and, in a forest with a fox with a saw. <laughs> yeah. mm, classic <laughs> scene that I would be in. Um, 
uh, and he and then the whole time I was like I don't want to be here I don't want to be here and he's like who would ever want to watch a scene who cares yeah where do you want to be then I care yeah and I was like oh shit that makes good fucking sense and now I think like when you watch shows or when I play I try to not be negative right off the bat because it's so hard to heighten I hate yeah it's really easy to heighten it if you're like, but I want this. Like, yeah. mommy, I hate it here, but I want to go to Disney World. Great. Like, that's all you need. Like, because then everything just comes back to, like, those specifics and those details. And then you have a real point of view on why you don't like where you're at. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just, like, a simple fucking click that really, really changed the way that I played. And then, Chris, one other big thing that I always think about is Christina Gaussis, who's, like, another, like, guru-type teacher who just, like, just fucking is amazing. Yeah. Um, does she ever... Like, we probably wouldn't know her in L.A., right? No, I don't know. I, I've heard the name, but I, I don't really have a familiarity with She's her. She's, like, extraordinary and singular in a way that... I'm just saying that about everyone, I guess. But she really is, like, <laughs> so fucking unique in her teaching style. And she's just, like, um, bright and um, amazing. And her thing was always, like, two things. Like, practice true non-judgment of yourself and others. Which it sounds like a thing that we know, right? Sure, yeah. But we don't do. Yeah. Like stepping on stage of yourself is the most important part of being like, no, Paul, it's okay. That move is fine. Like, don't judge it. It's not up to you to judge it. Like, I think that's so fucking beautiful. And she would always say, the only thing you have on stage is you and your scene partner, and that's all you need. And those are both, like, feel like new agey things. But if you fucking stop and think about it, you're like, holy shit, that blows the whole game open. Like, that's what this shit is about. Like, just checking in with your scene partner, looking in your scene partner's eyes, and just being like, oh. This is all we have. Like, all the other shit that we're creating, wacky fucking, you know, dildo factory uh, that spurts mayonnaise when we get excited. Like, that's all secondary to, like, what's going on here. Yeah. And the more that you can be here, how could it be hard? It's very interesting. I love it. It, like, breaks my heart that it's, like, that easy. Yeah. Uh, if, if only we can all learn it that easy to take it in and believe it and make it well, true. Well, that's, that's the challenge, right? Of just doing that. And like, cause that, yeah, there's non judgment part is fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, well, there's plenty of little like axioms and improv where you're just like, Oh, if I just took this in, it'd be great. Uh, but it's not easy. It's not easy to just go like, cool. I don't, I just, uh, cause I, I, I feel like I've gotten to this point where I'm like person. Yeah. 98% of the time I'm like, all right, I'll play whatever. I'll play whatever. I'll play whatever is getting at me. I'll just play whatever somebody's giving mm-hmm. me. But, like, yeah, if, if you do a weird, if I do a weird choice, I'm like, ah, Steven. Yeah, all the time. You <laughs> beat you, yourself up what all are you the doing? time. Like, what are you, why do why you couldn't do that? it be a good move? I remember, uh, I'll, I'll, real quick on Cage Match, I'll just share this yeah. experience. Was we did, um, we did, uh, it was the first, it was the first night, and Johnny came out, and he played two Shakespeare's at one point, and then there was a third Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said something like, Oh no! There are too many Shakespeare's to nobody, uh-huh. uh, and not, like to no response. And then you went three Shakespeare's is too many, and killed the house with it. <laughs> and I was like, God damn! Like I don't know how that works, but I was like, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I no. clearly I did this wrong. And it was just, but like that's what you, that's one of those ones that you're like, yeah, I totally judged myself on that. And it's like in reality, like yeah, it wasn't really wrong. It no, worked. It, it just took a second to work, and Paul managed to like kind of like maybe I like thinking like oh maybe alley ooped it. Maybe that's the way to think of it. Like I said, sure, why like, work, couldn't you, you know? know? Like they didn't hear it the first time. Yeah, that wasn't the right time in the scene for them totally. to laugh at that thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, but it was, that's it was amazing. Very funny. That's amazing. But I remember. But I was just like, God damn, Paul Welsh. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. That got a big reaction. That like ended huge the reaction. Yeah. And I was like, I just said that. Just like matter of fact. I said that so closely to what you said. It's so heartbreaking. I love it. Oh, I stole it from no, you. No, I love Sorry. it. No, no, I don't care. I love it. I'm an essence uh, thief. No, uh, uh, that. You, but that. I didn't cook yet. Uh, no, it's great. It's it, and that's. Uh, I feel like that's one of those things too. Uh, we I talked this about Sarah with Sarah about this is a little bit. It's like sometimes I feel like on our team too because there's so many funny people. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm just very happy with like just setting stuff up because mm-hmm. I realize that other people are just going to constantly hit home runs with laughs and like uh, and yeah like I, I feel like every now and then like I'll just like repeat something or like say something to like let's make it real sure I, everybody knows what I'm doing like we're doing and like cool yeah. we all heard that cool have fun with it you guys are going to be great yeah. <laughs> like you kids go out there and have fun. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love sometimes. it when you can set up a game that, like, other people can play or yeah. you can, like, especially when you know people that you can, like, pimp them into doing something yeah. that you want them to do. Yeah. Uh, that's, to me, that's, like... It's the best. It's fun yeah. stuff. 
That's the coolest. I love it. Okay, Paul. So like, uh, that's it. Uh, let's uh, let's call let's call it there. Do you have anything else, or do you want to share or plug, or do you want to? I mean, did you get to talk what you wanted to talk about? Do you want to talk about something? I feel like I feel um, like I put people on the spot with that one, and everybody's like, I don't know. Leave me alone. It's okay. No, I think. Do we do we cover all the improv knowledge? We cut. Co- I don't really <laughs> have a broad base on that, but what, uh, we didn't talk about this Harold team that I'm on. Oh yeah, Coops, Coops, Cooper. No, we didn't really we can, hit that. We can or we don't have to. I don't care. Yeah, um, it's a good team. I love it. Good team. You love it. Uh, coming in as a uh, uh, a bunch of tra- it's all all people who've been on Harold teams, right? It's cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. all these like LA geniuses who I didn't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. And I get to, they're like the guys. Who, do you, do you, are you one of those people who's like, LA is different in the New York? Like, no. there's a different. No. And I try to really like stamp down any, like, this is a difference. Like, this, because like, yeah. it's, it's got to be fucking infuriating. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it's a vaguely different. The system is like vaguely different. But, yeah. you know, it's the same deal. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a good, yeah. I just wanted to say, I think those guys are great. Yeah. It is a good team. I, I enjoyed it very much, uh, and it was one of those things too. I, I, I said this too, as I admitted, like, oh, there's I have a bias against those teams that came together. I saw a few of you guys shows. Like, Goddamn, I'm killing it. They're great. This <laughs> uh, is very strong. So I love it. Uh, uh, and then, uh, what are you guys working on now? Since you are a bunch, a, a group of people who are like strong, obviously at Harold in one way or another. You guys um. have already done it had some night you know you've had experience on Harold night like what are you what do you guys like work on as I'm, I'm I'm always curious about like what people who I think are bulletproof work on <laughs> that's really nice but no one's bulletproof um uh the same honestly dude it's crazy I, now that I'm even listening to myself it's the same thing that I was talking about earlier with both of those teams of those other teams of like um where I think we really work on like finding ways to like um discover that like excitement that you get in the beginning when you're like oh this works <laughs> like you can fi- this is we can like figure out new stuff that sense of discovery that i think like in your second and third year kind of you're like this is hard and it's mm-hmm. not discovery and it's not fun like the way that we felt like on monstro like uh, the, the, or those early herald teams like just trying so hard where it's like oh you can like discover how fun it is so we do an opening that's like pretty much organic yeah not sound and mo- well sound and movement sandwich kind of thing but mm-hmm. um and it does give that nice sense of like, oh, this this could be anything. Like it gives that sense of possibility that I think you lose somewhere along the way, just by virtue of like getting in reps and like hammering all this all these shows out. Yeah, um, that's what we really work on, and doing like switching our second, like playing each other's beats and just like being a little looser with the herald than like you would be otherwise if you were like nervous. Yeah, I don't feel like we're nervous. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, Paul, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me, man. It was super fun. I enjoyed it. I did, too. I hope I didn't. (laughs) I feel like I I guess the point is to, like, talk a lot, but I feel like I talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're the guest. It's about about you. And there's no one else, so I guess if I didn't talk a lot, it would be super (laughs) weird. It would be super weird, just, like, me kind of, like, volleying questions to nobody. But it was was, was serious. Yeah. It was a little serious. I mean, it wasn't, like, so serious. It wasn't, like, like, Holocaust serious. That's how I want to end this show. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I have no opinion on the Holocaust. (laughs) That was Paul Welsh. What a dude. He's the funniest. Check him out Monday nights at this UCB LA Herald team, Cooper. Um, or come check him out with my team, Sticks Martin. A couple of quick show plugs. Uh, you'll hear these if for some reason you've spaced out and didn't just fast forward to the end of the show. Uh, Friday, June 21st, 9 p.m., the Manifesto Show at the Clubhouse. Sticks Martin is performing. Then Saturday at June, or wait, Saturday, June 22nd at 8.30 at Jackpot improv at the underground annex theater sticks martin is also performing and then last but not least friday june 28th 7 p.m at the neon venus brandon and steven are gonna go rock a two-man show should be fun thank you for the people who have been coming out to see shows i'm glad you've been enjoying them and i appreciate the support that's it golden age improv happy improvising be excellent to each other goodbye Hey, it's Josh Simpson and Jake Jabour from The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? (laughs) He never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv.